Section 19 of Mind Amongst the Spindles, edited by Charles Knight. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Cleaning Up There is something to me very interesting in observing the manifestations of animal instinct, that unerring prompter which guides its willing disciple into the ever-straight path, and shows him, with unfailing sagacity, the easiest and most correct method of accomplishing each necessary design. But to enter here, upon a philosophical dissertation, respecting the nature and developments of instinct, is not my design, and I will now detain you with but one or two instances of it, which have fallen under my own observation. One warm day, in the early spring, I observed a spider, very busily engaged upon a dirty old web, which had for a long time curtained a pane of my factory window. Where Madame Arachne had kept herself during the winter was not in my power to ascertain, but she was in a very good condition, plump, spry, and full of energy. The activities of her movements awakened my curiosity, and I watched with much interest the commotion in the old dwelling, or rather slaughterhouse, for I doubted not that many a green head and blue bottle had there met an untimely end. I soon found that Madame was very laboriously engaged in that very necessary part of household exercises, called cleaning up, and she had chosen precisely the season for her labors which all good housewives have by common consent appropriated to paint-cleaning, whitewashing, etc. With much labor and a prodigal expenditure of steps, she removed, one by one, the tiny bits of dirt, sand, etc., etc., which had accumulated in this net during the winter. But it was not done, as I at first thought, by pushing and poking and thrusting the intruders out, but by gradually destroying their location, as a western emigrant would say. Whether this was done, as I at one time imagined, by devouring the fiber as she passed over it, or by winding it around some other part of her body, or whether she left it at the centre of the web, to which point she invariably returned after every peregrination to the outskirts, I could not satisfy myself. It was to me a cause of great marvel, and awakened my perceptive as well as reflective faculties from a long winter nap. To the first theory there was no objection, excepting that I had never heard of its being done. But then it might be so, and in this case I had discovered what had escaped the observation of all preceding naturalists. To the second there was this objection, that when I occasionally caught a front view of my lady, she showed no distaff upon which she might have rewound her unravelled thread. The third suggestion was also objectionable, because, though the centre looked somewhat thicker, or I surmised that it did, yet it was not so much so as it must have been had it been the depot of the whole concern. Of one thing I was at length assured, that there was to be an entire demolition of the whole fabric, with the exception of the main beams, or sleepers, I think is the technical term, which remained as usual when all else had been removed. Then I went away for the night, and when I returned the next morning, expecting to behold a blank, a void, an evacuation of premises, a removal, a disappearance, a destruction most complete, without even a wreck left behind. Lo, there was again the rebuilt mansion, the restored fabric, the reverse Penelopian labor, 
and madam was rejoicing like the patient man of us when more than he had lost was restored to him my feelings for i have a large bump of sympathy were of that pleasurable kind which jack must have experienced when he saw the castle which in a single night had established itself on the top of his beam-pole or which enlivened the bosom of aladdin when he saw the beautiful palace which in a night had travelled from the genie's dominions to the waste-field which it then beautified and i felt truly rejoiced that my industrious neighbour's works of darkness were not always deeds of evil but alack for the poor spinster when it came my turn to be cleaning up visits to the shakers a first visit some time in the summer of eighteen something i paid a visit to one of the shaker villages in the state of new york previously to this many times and oft had i when tired of the noise and contention of the world its erroneous opinions and its wrong practices longed for some retreat where with a few chosen friends i could enjoy the present forget the past and be free from all anxiety respecting any future portion of time and often had i pictured in imagination a state of happy society where one common interest prevailed where kindness and brotherly love were manifested in all of the everyday affairs of life where liberty and equality would live not in name but in very deed where idleness in no shape whatever would be tolerated and where vice of every description would be banished and neatness with order would be manifested in all things actually to witness such a state of society was a happiness which i never expected i thought it to be only a thing among the airy castles which it has ever been my delight to build but with this unostentatious and truly kind-hearted people the shakers i found it and the reality in beauty and harmony exceeded even the picturings of imagination no unprejudiced mind could for a single moment resist the conviction that this singular people with regard to their worldly possessions lived in strict conformity to the teachings of jesus of nazareth there were men in this society who had added to the common stock thousands and tens of thousands of dollars they nevertheless labored dressed and esteemed themselves as no better and fared in all respects like those who had never owned neither added to the society any worldly goods whatever the cheerfulness with which they bore one another's burdens made even the temporal calamities so unavoidable among the inhabitants of the earth to be felt but lightly the society numbered something like six hundred persons who in many respects were differently educated and who were of course in possession of a variety of prejudices and were of contrary dispositions and habits conversing with one of the elders respecting them he said you may say that these were rude materials of which to compose a church and speak truly but here though strange it may seem they are worked into a building with no sound of axe or hammer and however discordant they were in a state of nature that square and the plumb-line have been applied to them and they now admirably fit the places which they were designed to fill here the idle become industrious the prodigal contracts habits of frugality the parsimonious become generous and liberal the intemperate quit the tavern and grog-shop the debauch forsakes the haunts of dissipation and infamy the swearer leaves off the habits of profanity 
the liar is changed into a person of truth the thief becomes an honest man and the sloven becomes neat and clean the whole deportment of this truly singular people together with the order and neatness which i witnessed in their houses shops and gardens to all of which i had free access for the five days which i remained with them together with the conversations which i held with many of the people of both sexes confirmed the words of the elder truly thought i there is not another spot in the wide earth where i could be so happy as i could be here provided the religious faith and devotional exercises of the shakers were agreeable to my own views although i could not see the utility of their manner of worship i felt not at all disposed to question that it answered the end for which spiritual worship was designed and as such is accepted by our heavenly father that the shakers have a love for the gospel exceeding that which is exhibited by professing christians in general cannot be doubted by any one who is acquainted with them for on no other principle could large families to the number of fifty or sixty live together like brethren and sisters and a number of these families could not on any other principles save those of the gospel form a society and live in peace and harmony bound together by no other bond than that of brotherly love and take each other's property from day to day and from year to year using it indiscriminately as every one hath need each willing that his brother should use his property as he uses it himself and all this without an equivalent many think that a united interest in all things temporal is contrary to reason but in what other light save that of common and united interest could the words of christ's prophecy or promise be fulfilled according to the testimony of mark christ said there is no man who hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life not only in fact but in theory is a hundredfold of private interest out of the question for a believer who forsook all things could not possess a hundredfold of all things only on the principle in which he could possess all that which his brothers possessed while they also possessed the same in a united capacity in whatever light it may appear to others to me it appears beautiful indeed to see a just and an impartial equality in religion so that the rich and the poor may share an equal privilege and have all their wants supplied that the shakers are in reality what they profess to be i doubt not neither do i doubt that many very many lessons of wisdom might be learned of them by those who profess to be wiser and to all who wish to know if any good thing can come out of nazareth i would say you had better go and see a second visit i was so well pleased with the appearance of the shakers and the prospect of quietness and happiness among them that i visited them a second time i went with a determination to ascertain as much as i possibly could of their forms and customs of worship the everyday duties devolving on the members etc and having enjoyed excellent opportunities for acquiring the desired information i wish to present a brief account of what i verily do know in relation to several particulars first of all justice will not permit me to retract a word in relation to the industry neatness order and general good behavior in the shaker settlement which i visited 
in these respects that singular people are worthy of all commendation yea they set an example for the imitation of christians everywhere justice requires me to say also that their hospitality is proverbial and deservedly so they received and entertained me kindly and hoping perhaps that i might be induced to join them they extended extra civilities to me i have occasion to modify the expression of my gratitude in only one particular and that is one of the female elders made statements to me concerning the requisite confessions to be made and the forms of admission to their society which statement she afterwards denied under circumstances that rendered her denial a most aggravated insult declining farther notice of this matter because of the indelicacy of the confessions alluded to i passed to notice first the domestic arrangements of the shakers however strange the remark may seem it is nevertheless true that our factor population work fewer hours out of every twenty-four than are required by the shakers whose bell to call them from their slumbers and also to warn them that it is time to commence the labors of the day rings much earlier than our factory bells and its calls were obeyed in the family where i was entertained with more punctuality than i ever knew the greatest worky among my numerous acquaintances during the fourteen years in which i have been employed in different manufacturing establishments to obey the calls of the factory bell and not until nine o'clock in the evening were the labors of the day closed and the people assembled at their religious meetings whoever joins the shakers with an expectation of relaxation from toil will be greatly mistaken since they deem it an indispensable duty to have every moment of time profitably employed the little portions of leisure which the females have are spent in knitting each one having a basket of knitting work for constant companion their habits of order are in many things carried to the extreme the first bell for their meals rings for all to repair to their chambers from which at the ringing of the second bell they descend to the eating-room here all take their appropriate places at the tables and after locking their hands on their breasts they drop on their knees close their eyes and remain in this position about two minutes then they rise seat themselves and with all expedition swallow their food then rise on their feet again lock their hands drop on their knees close their eyes and in about two minutes rise and retire their meals are taken in silence conversation being prohibited those whose chambers are in the fourth story of one building and whose workshops are in the third story of another building have a daily task in climbing stairs which is more oppressive than any of the rules of a manufacturing establishment second with all deference i beg to introduce some of the religious views and ceremonies of the shakers from the conversation of the elders i learned that they considered it doing god's service to sever the sacred ties of husband and wife parent and child the relationship existing between them being contrary to their religious views views which they believe were revealed from heaven to mother and lee the founder of their sect and through whom they profess to have frequent revelations from the spiritual world these communications they say are often written on gold leaves and sent down from heaven to instruct the poor simple shakers in some new duty they are copied perused and preserved with great care i one day heard quite a number of them read from a book in which they were recorded and the names of several of the brethren and sisters to whom they were given by the angels were told me one written on a gold leaf was as i was told presented to proctor sampson by an angel so late as the summer of eighteen forty one 
These revelations are written partly in English, and partly in some unintelligible jargon, or unknown tongue, having a spiritual meaning, which can be understood only by those who possess the spirit in an eminent degree. They consist principally of songs, which they sing at their devotional meetings, and which are accompanied with dancing, and many unbecoming gestures and noises. Often in the midst of a religious march, all stop, and with all their might set to stamping with both feet and it is no uncommon thing for many of the worshipping assembly to crow like a young parcel of chanticleers, while others imitate the barking of dogs, and many of the young women set to whirling round and round, while the old men shake and clap their hands, the whole making a scene of noise and confusion which can be better imagined than described. The elders seriously told me that these things were the outward manifestations of the Spirit of God. Apart from their religious meetings, the Shakers have what they call union meetings. These are for social converse, and for the purpose of making the people acquainted with each other. During the day, the elders tell who may visit such and such chambers. A few minutes past nine, work is laid aside, the females change, or adjust, as best suits their fancy, their caps, handkerchiefs, and pinners, with a precision that indicates that they are not altogether free from vanity. The chairs, perhaps to the number of a dozen, are set in two rows in such a manner that those who occupy them may face each other. At the ringing of a bell, each one goes to the chamber where either he or she has been directed by the elders, or remains at home to receive company, as the case may be. They enter the chamber sans ceremonie and seat themselves, the men occupying one row of chairs, the women the other. Here, with their clean-checked, home-made pocket-handkerchiefs spread on their laps, and their spit-boxes standing in a row between them, they converse about raising sheep and kine, herbs and vegetables, building walls and raising corn, heating the oven and paring apples, killing rats and gathering nuts, spitting tow and weaving sieves, making preserves and mending the brethren's clothes. In short, everything they do will afford some little conversation. But beyond their own little world they do not appear to extend scarcely a thought. And why should they? Having so few sources of information, they know not what is passing beyond them. They, however, make the most of their own affairs, and seem to regret that they can converse no longer, when, after sitting together from half to three-quarters of an hour, the bell warns them that it is time to separate, which they do by rising up, locking their hands across their breasts, and bowing. Each one then goes silently to his own chamber. It will be readily perceived that they have no access to libraries, no books, excepting school books, and a few relating to their own particular views, no periodicals, and attend no lectures, debates, lyceums, etc. They have none of the many privileges of manufacturing districts. Consequently, their information is so very limited that their conversation is, as a thing in course, quite insipid. The manner of their life seems to be a check to the march of mind and a desire for improvement, and while the moral and perceived faculties are tolerably developed, the intellectual, with a very few exceptions, seem to be below the average. I have considered it my duty to make the foregoing statement of facts, lest the glowing description of the Shakers, given in the story of my first visit, might have a wrong influence. I then judged by outward appearances only, having a very imperfect knowledge of the true state of the case. Nevertheless, the facts, as I saw them in my first visit, are still facts. My error is to be sought only in my inferences. 
having since had greater opportunities for observation, I am enabled to judge a more righteous judgment. C. B. End of section 19